Blog Talk Radio.
Messiah, Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are a Protestant Christian Internet Church. We meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and every Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. Amen? And we're so happy that you joined us. Amen. Amen. God is moving, and we have a lot to talk about tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, we're grateful to the Lord for everything he's done in our lives and all that he's doing, Brother Bill. Is feeling much better these days, and we're grateful to the Lord for healing him, and we're grateful to the Lord for all the other healings that are taking place. Amen? You know, some of you think that the only time the Lord moves is when we have a fast, but that's not the truth. The Lord is moving in this ministry in the lives of the members all the time. And, yes, there are special blessings that come when we are fasting corporately. So I want all of you uh, to humble your hearts, amen, because we are seeking the Lord for many things. And the Lord is listening to our prayers, and he's answering them, amen. He's listening to our prayers, and he's answering. So we want to encourage you to place your prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room. Why? Because then you have agreement from the body of Christ all over the world. This is an international ministry. Our members are literally all over the globe. And everyone comes up in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, all our global prayer warriors, and we pray and come into agreement. Amen? We come into agreement with what God wants to do with his answers and solutions for you and with the scriptures that you post that relate to your prayer request. Amen? Amen. So, I want to encourage those of you who sit there with all these prayer requests before the Lord, but most of them never make the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. I want to encourage you to change. That's right. I want to encourage you to place those prayer requests in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room. 
You see, there's some things you don't know about the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer. We uh, lay hands physically on every prayer request. Amen? And we pray for them. We pray for them as they come up. We pray for them at a special time. There's a lot of agreement that go that those prayers receive. And so we keep encouraging you to place your prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Some of you do. Some of you do sometimes. Some of you do occasionally. But you really ought to do it more often. You get a better response from the Lord. Amen? You get a better response. One of us can put a thousand to flight, but what does the scripture say? How many more of us? Amen. So we want to encourage you to take advantage of one of the blessings of being a saint of the Lord. It's part of your covenant blessing. Amen. Part of your covenant blessing. So those of you who have been reluctant, amen, those of you who have been reluctant to put your prayer request, you know, uh, you contact us sometimes and you say, oh, my prayer request is such and such, but have you placed it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room? Some of you think that's only for when somebody goes to the hospital. Wrong. Every prayer request. Amen? It's not just for when uh, there's an emergency and someone in your family has to have surgery. And then it's time to go into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. No. Anytime, whatever the prayer request may be, there's no prayer request that's too insignificant or too small for you to place it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Amen? So we want to encourage you to do that. It's part of the grace that's on this ministry. Amen? It's part of the grace that is on this ministry. So, I would ask you to reconsider your general attitude. Some of you only put certain kinds of prayer requests. I've read them. I've read them. You only put certain kinds of prayer requests in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Some of you, it's just nothing but pride. Can I get there? Some of you, that's really the bottom line. It's your pride. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let's just tell the truth. We're in church. Some of you have these, um, how do you call it, uh, made-up fears that really don't have any uh, basis in fact or reality. It's just something you sort of made up in your head. These little made-up fears 
And so you don't bother to put them there. You actually allow the enemy to have a foothold because you don't. And we've talked about footholds. We've had a long discussion about footholds and about allowing the enemy a way into your life. But some people are content to sit there and give the devil opportunities that he should not have. They are off limits to him. So I want to encourage you, everyone, to put your prayer requests in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Amen? It doesn't have to be long. We ask for five lines. Some of you get excited, and it's more than five lines. To the point, put your prayer request there. Amen? Get to the point. Put your prayer request there. You don't need but a few lines and a few scriptures. And God's ready to move. But some of you, you just want to hold on to it for really no good reason. You don't really have a good reason. Amen? You don't really have a good reason not to place your prayer request there. You just don't do it. Well, God sees that. Mm-hmm. He sees it. And tell you the truth, so do I. So I'm going to encourage you yet again. Amen? I'm going to encourage you to place your prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Amen? Okay? All right. Amen. I hope that you do better in the future. I really do. Because God is watching. Amen? God is watching. Some of you, there are things you ought to be praying for, but you're not. It's the truth. There are things you ought to be praying for, but you are actually not doing it. And the Lord would like for you to get busy doing what he's called you to be. Amen? He'd like for you to get on with it. He's waiting for you to enter the prayer request. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I'm certain that all of you are going to enter your prayer request as the Lord is expecting you to do so. Amen? Amen. God bless you. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I've encouraged the saints as you would have me to. And now it's your turn. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping the saints to see the importance of entering their prayer request. We want to thank you, Lord, for touching the lives of men and women and boys and girls all over the world through this ministry. We want to thank you for lives that are changed, souls that are saved, people that are witnessed to, that they get to hear about the gospel and hear about Jesus Christ through this ministry. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. 
We want to thank you for your warring, linking angels around us. We want to thank you for the word of God, the sword of the spirit. We want to thank you for the armor of God, for every piece of it. We want to thank you for changed lives. We're not the people we used to be. We have changed, and we are still changing. We're coming into the image of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the metamorphosis, for the change that's taking place. We want to thank you, Lord, that although the devil has attacked, you've given us victory, and we walk in them. We are not the people we once were when we came to this ministry. You have changed us by your word and by your spirit. So we want to thank you for all that you've done and all that you are still doing. We are still turning from our wicked ways. And we know that you hear from heaven and forgive our sins and you're healing our land. We want to thank you, Lord, for every time you've touched every time you've healed, every time you've corrected, every time you've given us what we needed. We want to thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus Christ. For we have all been changed by your blood. We want to thank you, Lord, that you have a word for us tonight, that you want us to take very, very, very seriously because you expect us to execute this word immediately. We give you praise. We want to thank you for the warring, linking angels that surround us, the praising angels, and your ministering spirits. We want to thank you for wisdom and righteousness and judgment and truth. We want to thank you for all the judgments that you're releasing in in the world today as you encourage us to continue to present Cases before you for your judgment. We want to thank you that you're acting on our prayer request to the righteous judge. It's a privilege and an honor to be a part of the work of God in the end times. And you have so honored this ministry and its membership. And we give you praise, glory, and honor. We want to ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, for the grace and the strength to participate in this fast that you have called us to. It's an undertaking in the spirit of God. It's set aside to you, Lord. It's consecrated. We ask you to release your power, your anointing, your grace to bring us into unity in your spirit to unite us in your love, and to strengthen us that we may remember and do those things that you're calling us to do on this fast. We set ourselves apart from our normal daily routine, Lord, that we might give ourselves to you. We thank you for honoring us. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for strengthening us. We thank you for reminding us. We thank you for helping us. We thank you for opening doors and closing others. We thank you for removing people from our lives and bringing other people in our lives. 
We thank you for every grace and every blessing. But right now, we particularly thank you for the grace that you are imparting to us to participate in this fast. We humble ourselves before you, and we thank you for your love. We humble ourselves before you, and we thank you for your love. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his power in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, <coughs> placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks on to the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic and digital demons, technology demons and their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to call neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Leviathan spirits, all Kundalini spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust spirits, all seducing and womanizing and drone spirits, whoredom spirits, all the voices of the stranger and the charmer and the seducer and all of their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind targeted radio frequency attacks, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid, the Havana syndrome, brain changers, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind every type, order, and rank of of attack against the people of God in Jesus' holy name. We return it from whence it came according to the scriptures in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over attacks from the satellite, attacks from the cell towers, attacks through computers and cell phones, and all electronic and technological devices in Jesus' name. We return the attacks 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We raise the shield of faith, and we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that we're clothed in the armor of God. We're clothed in your light, and we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G and components, all EMF and EMP attacks in Jesus' name. And we bind all Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Australian, New Zealand, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Asian, Pan-Asian, indigenous groups, tribal groups, and all groups, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, and their black and white magic in Jesus' name. We break your powers in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your powers in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind the interrupting spirits in Jesus' name, and we break your powers in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you're bound in Jesus' name. We cut you off in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils and all evil spirits which take animal forms. We bind the spirit of the age in the name of Jesus Christ, and we pull it down from its high place. We bind the prince of the power of the air in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return his attacks to him now. In Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms. We all bind our shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity in the name of Jesus Christ. We return the powers of the prince of the power of the air back to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, all satanic worship and witchcraft dedications in Jesus' name. 
We bind the formations of, of bullflies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And other demonic insects. We bind the witchcraft done up the buck moon in the name of Jesus Christ and all other full moons. The sun shall not smite us by day nor the moon by night. We return all the witchcraft, all the occult activity done on the full moon, on the buck moon, back from whence it came, in the name of Jesus Christ, according to the covenant. We bind the Lord of the flies and we and we and his agents and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind the formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits and spirits of infirmity, spirits of, and supplant, of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all ancient demons in the name of Jesus, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We put you into everlasting darkness. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, assassinate, defile, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind every technology devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant. All in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, acclamation, pronouncement, battle, root work, or sin against us. All hexes sent back now in Jesus' name. Every hex sent back now in Jesus' name. All hexes go back right now 
in the name of Jesus Christ. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, all astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind in Jesus' holy name. We suffer not a witch to live according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe fantasy in la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, spirits, and the works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, defilement by wizards. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're bound. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents and underlings in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry in every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Osiris, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, his 72, and Basilic. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness, rendering you to that darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, cells in Jesus' name. We bind the release of cells in Jesus' name. We bind... And we cut them free with the sword of the Spirit from their handlers in Jesus' name. We cut them free with the sword of the Spirit from their handlers. Father, we ask you to release your mighty angels with their swords. We cut them free from their handlers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind false flags in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind planned massacres. 
Runga de Rabrosha de Diosa de Rabraca de Eche de De Runga de Rabrosha de Diosa de Rabraca de Didier de Rabroca Ride de Diosunda Rugusha de Rabrike Ruka de Rigge de Rabrosha de Rabroca de Diosata Runda de Diese de Riki Sile de Diosutu Runda Raba Shata Rabrike de Diosola de Diosa Ruda de Deke de Diosola de Dia de Rabroca Baba 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 de Dioso Rike de Rabrosha de Diosunda de Rabraca de Rabrike Risa de Diosa de Rike esha tarabrohala rike de rabrosa de diosa tarabrike de diosa tarabrola de diaka rula de diosa tarabrike de diosa de diosota rile de diao kusha le le siti de brugi de diosa rike de diosa de diasiata in Jesus holy name rage tarabrike de sede de diosota Yarrokole de Diosundere Brusha de Diosa da Bruja Bababa Babashoto Rele de Diosundere Brike de Diola de Diakiasha Harakisa de la Brikeata. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft on their own heads as well as their own mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. We bind all wizards in political office in Jesus' name. We bind the work of every wizard in political office in the name of Jesus Christ. And we pull down those works. Hallelujah. We pull down those works in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull down those works. We bind those plans. Hallelujah. We bind those strategies. We bind those lies. We bind the ungodly shifting of finances to accomplish evil ends in Jesus' name, to accomplish things that Jesus Christ did not call for in the earth. All the witches and wizards and warlocks and sorcerers and diviners that are in politics, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind your work. We bind the powers behind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind your handlers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every wicked work that you have done and all those that you are planning to do. All your strategic planning, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We cage it all in Jesus' name. Father, release your angels. Release your angels. Release your angels against their work. Release your angels, release your angels, release your hosts, Lord Jesus. Yes, there is war in the heavenly. Pull them down, pull them down, pull them down. Everything they plan to do, we put it under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not limited to the United States. It's worldwide 
in Jesus' name. Our God sits on the circle of the earth in Jesus' name. We send the blowbacks back, back, back. Every attack must go back. Every attack, every attack, every attack, every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in Jesus' name. Rula de Dios unde de breca de Didier de la bruja ba. Charle guise de la breca de la diosa de la breca de la diosa. Rula y bese ba. Bubrucutu de risiti. Rique de la brocha la diosa sahare de eh eh sudden judgment. In Jesus' name. Ababa. El rugujo reiki. Sudden judgment. In Jesus' name. Ababa urrakaha. Rique de la brocha de la diosa de la braja ba 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 ba. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. To know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Hallelujah. Father, we cut ourselves free from every devil that has had any contact with us in Jesus' name. Whether it followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, regardless, it is now bound in Jesus' name. It's in the spiritual cage, locked in Jesus' name, and it's sent to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted Christians wherever they may be, and those that are in Afghanistan in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and over every form of transportation that we have, including the road. We take authority, dominion, and power over all entities of the road so that they do not cross our path nor cause any difficulty. We bind all mechanical dysfunction. Amen. All mechanical problems. Father, we ask you to release your angels that deal with mechanical issues and bless your people in Jesus' name. We thank you for your protection in the name of Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons in the night, demons on our roofs, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, things trying to get into our homes, our vehicles, any property that we own, and into our dreams. We thank you, Father, for releasing your warrior angels to protect us and to defend us in Jesus' name. 
We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We pull out every voodoo pen, every fiery dart, pen, needle, spear, and all other forms of witchcraft sent to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every every devil from the ground that attempts to crawl into our pores. Hey, we send it right back where it came from on its way to judgment. On its way to judgment. In Jesus' holy name. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic rim. Even through our family members, even through our relatives, we cut ourselves free in Jesus' name. We pull down walls of protection around all shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, satans, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, and soothsayers, and all such in Jesus' name. We break the powers of every love spell, vex, hex, all charms, all other spells, fetishes, voodoo, magic, sorcery, mind control, psychic thoughts, witchcraft, bewitchments, potions, death, destruction, torment, pain, sickness, psychic power, psychic warfare, incense and candle burning, chantings, ungodly blessings, hoodoo, root works, crystals, tribal rituals, and sins, incantation, and every form of witchcraft that has been released on this planet. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, the walk-ins, the walk-ins, the walk-ins, we bind the spirits in the walk-ins in Jesus' name. We bind them and chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We cage them in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to come out of that body and go to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels to war against these demons in Jesus' name. That have gained illegal entry to a human body in Jesus' name. Destroy them, Father, in Jesus' name. We bind all spirits of bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate in Jesus' name. We break every ungodly yoke, every unholy yoke, every unrighteous yoke in Jesus' name. And we release the liberty that Jesus Christ purchased for us on Calvary over the people of God in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, this is the moment you've been waiting for, I think. I think it is. I'm pretty sure some of you have been waiting for it. (laughs) So we're going to dive right in. Praise the Lord. We're going to dive right in. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good to us. 
he helps us to understand things, and he, thank you, Lord. I appreciate your help. All right. We're going to talk about the fast for a moment. Just for a few moments, we're going to talk about the fast. Praise God. The fast begins. Okay? The fast begins. Okay, I'm going to need you to stop posting for a moment because I need you to, to pay attention. The fast begins on Friday, July 15th. Amen? It begins on Friday, July 15th at 12.01 a.m., your time zone. Whatever your time zone is, that's, that's what it is. Continuously, no breaks through Thursday, July 21st at midnight, your time zone. The focus of the fast is the daily execution of Jude, verse 20. Jude only has one chapter for those that are not familiar with the book of Jude. Jude, verse 20, the daily execution of that scripture and binding all of your own fears, binding all of your own fears. Our worship will be just as it was for the previous fast. We're asking each saint to choose a worship song to worship the Lord with. Amen. Every day. And for those of you that don't know one, I will post one in the MIC radio chat so that you will have access to one. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to have some prayer closet time. Amen? Every day, each of us will have some prayer closet time with the Lord. Amen. Oh, I left one out. And we'll, in our prayer closets, thank you for answering my question. In our uh, prayer closets, In our daily prayers, we will be praying Psalm 139, verses 23 to 24. Psalms 139, I know some of you are writing, so I'm slowing down on purpose. Amen. Uh-huh. Psalm one thirty nine verses twenty three to twenty four and Psalms one forty one verse three. Psalms one forty one verse three. Those of you that have the privilege of uh 
being in the chat room now. You get to copy and paste or write it down however you choose. Amen. Amen. Four times a day, we'll do like we did in the last fast. Four times a day, bind your own thoughts and loose Philippians 4.8. Four times a day, bind your flesh, self, and loose Galatians 5.16. Four times a day, bind your own emotions and loose. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. Four times a day, bind your own pride and loose. James chapter 4, verse 10. Four times a day, bind your own demons and loose. Luke chapter 11, verse 20. Four times a day, bind your own childishness. And loose, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. I'll read that for you again. In our prayer closet, daily we're praying Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24, and Psalms 141, verse 3. Also, four times a day, bind your own thoughts. And loose Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. You know, we bind and we loose, all right? So last time you got practice binding. Well, now we're binding and loosing, just as the scripture said. Four times a day, bind your own flesh, self, and loose Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Four times a day, Bind your own emotions and loose Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Four times a day, bind your own pride and loose James chapter 4, verse 10. Four times a day, bind your own demons and loose Luke chapter 11, verse 20. Four times a day, bind your own childishness. And loose, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in a minute. Okay. Thank you. In intercession, we are interceding for the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry in this manner. Amen. You all could hold your comments until I'm completely finished so when people scroll back through, they can pick it all up at one time. Amen. Amen. Trying to get this together. Amen. All right. In intercession, we are interceding for the improvement of the physical health and financial prosperity for all 
Miracle Outreach Ministry members. We are interceding for the improvement of the physical health and financial prosperity for all Miracle Outreach members. We are also releasing the mind of Christ, health, joy, and peace over all members of Miracle Outreach Ministries four times a day. In our intercession, we are interceding for the improvement of the physical health and financial prosperity for all Miracle Outreach Ministry members. We are also releasing the mind of Christ, health, joy, and peace over all members of Miracle Outreach Ministries four times a day. Amen? Four times a day. All right. Now we're down to our Bible readings. Praise the Lord. We're down to our Bible readings. Praise God. I'm trying to give you all a little time to do some writing. Those of you who write, some of you don't copy and paste. You just write, so. I'm going to try to work with you. Amen. Now for our Bible readings. On day one, it will be Joshua chapter one. Day two, James chapter one. Day three, Luke chapter six. Day four, Leviticus chapter 19. Day five. Leviticus chapter 20, day 6, Mark chapter 10, day 7, Deuteronomy chapter 4. I'm going to repeat those for you. On day 1, Joshua chapter 1, day 2, James chapter 1, day 3, Luke chapter 6, day 4, Leviticus chapter 19, day 5, Leviticus chapter 20, day 6, Mark chapter 10, day 7, Deuteronomy chapter 4. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're doing just fine, church. Just fine. Amen. Now, as far as our dietary situation is concerned, we do all remember that everyone with all these special dietary challenges, um, you need to go to talk to Jesus. Amen? You need to talk to Jesus. As stated previously, those who have special dietary challenges must go to the Lord of the Fast for answers. Pastor may be contacted at gproom at outlook.com. gproom at outlook.com. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're getting along just fine with this. 
Amen. Let's see, Holy Spirit. How's this going to come out? All right. That didn't come out too badly. Amen. Praise God. Our schedule for eating every day, water, Holy Communion, and 100% fruit and or vegetable juice every day, water, Holy Communion, 100% fruit or vegetable juice. Day one, smoothie. Day one, smoothie. Day two, smoothie. Day three, soup. Day four, soup. Day five, salad. Day six, soup. Day seven, salad. Things that are not allowed on this fast. Beef, coffee, tea, sports drink, breads other than Holy Communion, highly caffeinated drinks, beer, and social alcohol consumption. I'll give you that again. Our schedule is as follows. Every day, water, Holy Communion, and 100% fruit and or vegetable juice. Day one, smoothie. Day two, smoothie. Day three and four, soup. Day five, salad. Day six, soup. Day seven, salad. Not allowed. Beef, coffee, tea, sports drinks, breads outside of Holy Communion, caffeinated drinks, beer, and social alcohol consumption. Amen? Praise the Lord. We're doing just fine, church, just fine. Amen. We're doing just fine. Soon as Pastor gains the perfect mass, there we go. Amen. Now, we're down to the last thing. Praise God. We are down to the last item. I know you've been waiting to find out, so here it is. Amen. The fast done in this ministry are for for this ministry only. The fasts are for active, rightly related members of Miracle Outreach Ministries only. No one has the right to invite anyone else to participate. Our fasts are not a community activity. Our fasts are sacred and consecrated to our Lord. Please understand the seriousness of this matter. Pastor gets the warfare whenever you overstep boundaries. Thank you for staying in your lane, Pastor. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So that is the fast that will begin on Friday. And I think we have covered everything, and you have time to scroll back up and write it down or copy and paste or however you do it. And so you can get that. Amen? Amen. So let's move on to the message that God has for us tonight. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to move right along here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. We're talking tonight 
about the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 121. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 121. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 37. Luke, chapter 1, verse 37. Our featured ebook is Fasting Breaks the Yoke. Fasting Overcomes the Power of Satan. And the link is right here in the chat room for you. Our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. So, mighty warriors in battle with the Lord Jesus Christ face Satan wielding the all-powerful, indestructible, Weapon of the written word of God. Mighty warriors in battle with the Lord Jesus Christ face Satan, wielding the all-powerful, indestructible weapon of the written word of God. The written word coming forth from his mouth, was sharp, piercing, and penetrating. It was sharp, piercing, and penetrating. Let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 1. Revelation, chapter 1. The very back of the Bible. Everybody can find that. Revelation chapter 1, and we're going to verse 16. Revelation chapter 1, verse 16. Amen? Revelation chapter 1, verse 16. And he had, speaking of Jesus Christ, in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. So it says that out of Jesus' mouth went a sharp, two-edged sword. Turn the page in chapter 2, verse 16. Revelation chapter 2, verse 16. Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them the sword of my mouth, Jesus says. He'll fight 
with the sword of his mouth. So the sword of the spirit is seen coming out of Jesus' mouth. He's using it as a weapon to fight against. The sword of the spirit is coming out of Jesus' mouth. He's using it as a weapon to fight. Amen? Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19, beginning with verse 14. Revelation chapter 19, beginning with verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So here we see yet another picture of the sword of the spirit coming out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. He says it's a sharp sword, and he's going to smite the nations with it. Amen? He's going to smite the nations with it. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 14. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So we have seen in three different instances a sword coming out of the mouth of Jesus Christ that he is using as a weapon to smite and to fight. And that weapon is the sword of the Spirit. And we are told here, that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. As you see, saints, the Word of God releases its power when it comes forth from a righteous mouth. The Word of God 
releases its power when it comes forth from a righteous mouth, from one who is in right standing with Almighty God. We want you to understand this very, very clearly. The word of God releases its power when it comes forth from a righteous mouth, from one who is in right standing with almighty God. In the wilderness, you remember Jesus Christ was baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist. And afterwards, the Holy Spirit drove him out into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Well, in the wilderness, Satan came to Jesus three times to tempt him to sin. Each time, Jesus faced Satan head on by speaking the written word of God. Each time, Jesus faced Satan head on by speaking the written word of God. The Gospel of John, Chapter 6. The Gospel of John, Chapter 6, Verse 63. The Gospel of John, Chapter 6, Verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, Jesus says, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen? So the word of God coming out of the mouth of a righteous one who's in right standing with almighty God is the sword of the spirit released in power. Amen? Amen. Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth, Jesus says, shall pass away, but my words shall not. So his words are eternal. They don't leave. Amen? Jesus released the power of the written word to overcome temptation and to drive Satan out. Jesus Christ released the power of the written word to overcome temptation and to drive Satan out. Saints, all of us 
are expected to do exactly as Jesus did. We are to release the power of the written word of God coming out of our mouths to overcome temptation and to drive Satan out. Jesus is our example to follow into victory. One of the saints has a testimony of a witch next door to her who was working powers against her. This is not an imaginary saint. This is a real person, okay? So... To combat Satan, she proclaimed at the wall between their units, because their units were joined by a wall, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Isaiah Chapter 54, verse 17. Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage, the birthright of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So what she said was, in essence, this. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment I shall condemn. This is my heritage as a servant of the Lord. And my righteousness is of him, saith the Lord. I think she did this seven times. And the witch screamed and had to leave her own unit. So you see, saints, it's not just Jesus who uses the word of God out of his mouth and releases the power of God. Saints do it too. And if you have not been doing that, you should. That's right. You are to use the word of God, the Holy Scriptures, the written word in spiritual warfare. When we started the boot camp, actually it started before we sort of started it, but anyway. And Brother Bill started giving you scriptures to work with. Because some of you, you know, you're not as um, forward as others. And you sort of sit there and wait on things to happen. And others of you are real go-getters. You jump in the Bible, you're digging around for scriptures, you're looking for this, looking for that, you're learning, you're taking notes, you're writing things down, you're staying on top of it. And other people are just sort of, you know, swinging in the breeze. 
So the Lord had Brother Bill to give you all these scriptures out of the Psalms and all these scriptures out of this book of the Bible and all these scriptures so that you would ignite the fire, so that the fire of God in you could come alive in you. And you can take hold of the scriptures and begin to use them in spiritual warfare the way you're supposed to. Now, some of you have decided to take hold of that. And others of you are still sitting there in the swing, swinging back and forth. Well, for those of you that are doing it, as we do the opening prayer, you're placing your scriptures in the chat room. God bless you. Those of you that are still sitting there like you're not sure what to do, it's time for you to get on board. The Bible has scriptures all the way from Genesis to the end of Revelation. You should be posting your scriptures, your spiritual warfare scriptures, in the chat room as you pray in tongues while we're doing the opening prayer. That's your part of it. Amen? Amen. Some of you like to think this is just, hi, so-and-so. So you come up and say hi to somebody, but you don't post any scriptures. That does not count as spiritual warfare. Amen? You see, in the Bible, when God calls for warfare and you choose to sit out, there's a judgment that was released on the people that didn't go out to war with the Lord. Amen. And this is not difficult to do. This is not hard to do. Amen. You can post your scriptures just like everybody else does. Praise the Lord. So now, saints, those of you that have been doing what is right, Thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Continue the good work. And those of you that are slow to to become involved, get involved in Jesus' name. See, it's no way for you to learn how to do it sitting in the dugout watching everybody else doing it and you're not participating. You do not learn spiritual warfare by osmosis. You learn by doing. And the time will come when other people won't be doing it for you. You will have to do your part yourself. Amen? Praise the Lord. I know there are those of you that are floating on the coattails of other people, and you figure you can lay back and everybody's going to do all your spiritual war for you for the rest of your life. But you are sadly mistaken. It just doesn't work that way. You must step to the plate and do spiritual warfare just like everyone else is doing. Amen? You must learn by doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, now that the witch had to leave her apartment or her unit for several days, you see the Bible says, that the enemy flees from us. 
That's what the Bible says. The enemy must flee. So in James chapter 4, verse 7, James, in the New Testament, the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. That's something you have to do. Resist the devil. That's where your spiritual warfare comes in. And he will flee from you. When that sister obeyed this scripture, she got the results that the Bible says you're supposed to get. She submitted herself to God. She did the spiritual warfare to resist the devil, and the devil had to flee. That's the way it works, saints. So when it came to Jesus in the wilderness, on the third attempt, Jesus commanded Satan to leave. He commanded him to leave. He didn't ask him if he felt like leaving or if he wanted to leave. He commanded him to leave. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So Jesus Christ spoke the written word of God to Satan. He told him to leave. And then he released the power and the word through his mouth and said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, saints, that's a perfectly good scripture for all who still have idolatry in their lives. You're still worshiping some person, and they're great and wonderful to you, and you're trying to impress them and all of this and all of that, the Bible says it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You know, Brother Marshall has given his testimony on many occasions on how many, many decades ago he used to worship his brother until his brother passed away and his world somewhat fell apart. So, saints, if you're worshiping someone other than the Lord Jesus Christ, other than our Heavenly Father, you need to change that in your life. Some people worship their children. Some people worship their parents. Some people worship some other relative or some other friend or somebody they don't even know someone in the entertainment industry or someone in the sports industry or someone that they think is highly significant. But I want to encourage you to obey the word of God and to repent of your idolatry and worship the Lord your God. Do not substitute him for uh, anything else for him or anyone else for him. 
He should have first place, the premier place in your heart and in your life. Amen? Amen. So Satan understood that Almighty God and his word are inseparable. He knew that God's word is eternal, it's unchangeable, it's incapable of error. God's word is never wrong. If you're in a clash with the word, it's because you're wrong, not the word. It's never wrong. It's not liable to fail. And it's incapable of being corrupted, not even by force. It is firm and unyielding. The word of God does not change. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Satan knows that God's word is a lie. I wish the saints knew it, but Satan knows that God's word is a lie. These words that are printed in your Bible are not just ink on paper. They are alive with the spirit of God. Jesus says the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. No word from God is without power or impossible of fulfillment. There is no word from God that is without power or is unable to be fulfilled. Sarah and Abraham can testify to this. They both had difficulty Believing the promise. Nonetheless, Isaac was born. Let's go to Isaiah Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11. Mm -hmm. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11. Praise the Lord. Amen. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, being fruitless, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper and the thing whereto I sent it. God says his word that goes forth out of his mouth, it doesn't return to him with no fruit and no productivity. It accomplishes what he wants it to accomplish, and it prospers in the thing he sent it to. Ezekiel chapter 24, Ezekiel chapter 24, verse 14, Ezekiel chapter 24, 
and verse 14. I, the Lord, have spoken it. It shall come to pass, and I will do it. I will not go back, neither will I spare, neither will I repent. According to thy ways and according to thy doings, they shall judge thee, saith the Lord God. So God's saying, when he says it, it's going to happen and he's going to do it. It's a done deal. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to spare. He's not going to repent. It's going to happen just like he said. Amen. Amen. Jesus knew that as he spoke it forth, the power of God would drive Satan out. Satan had to obey because he could not withstand the power of the word of God. Following Satan's third attempt, he had no choice but to retreat in utter defeat. In these battles, Jesus Christ used the written word as a weapon against Satan. Jesus did it, and so should you. Even though Satan attempted to use the scriptures against Jesus, he did not succeed. Satan still went down in defeat. And Jesus was victorious. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. 4, beginning with verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So here we have Jesus after he left the Jordan being baptized with the Holy Spirit, sending him into the wilderness so that he could be tempted of the devil. No, he didn't go on vacation. He went to the wilderness. And when he had 40 days and 40 nights, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. So Jesus didn't get hungry until after the 40 days and the 40 nights. Praise the Lord. And when the tempter came to him, he said, when Satan showed up, he had too much to say as usual. If thou, if, Thou be the Son of God. Command that these stones be made bread. Seriously speaking. Answered and said, Jesus speaking, it is written. See, the written word of God. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth Out of the mouth of God So we don't live our lives On natural elements only No, 
but also by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, here we go with this if again, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Verse 7, And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. You know, that sounds like some people we know. If you'll just do such and such and such and such, I'll give you this and this and this and this. Don't fall for that, okay? Don't fall for that. Just don't go for it. You can do bad by yourself. You don't need their help. Amen? You don't need their help. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. Get, get, get away, Satan. For it is written, there it is, the written word of God, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Amen? Amen. So we see that the devil kept coming with the if story. If you be the son of God, okay, do this. If you be the son of God, cast yourself down. He comes back with the word, and Jesus comes back with the written word, and Jesus wins the victory, and the devil had to leave him. I wonder how many of the saints do it that way. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 11. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. So this is the scripture from the book of Psalms, that Satan thought he could throw at Jesus and uh, get him to step outside of the will of God. That's what he did. For those who have some knowledge of the word of God, Satan will attempt to use the word of God to deceive you. This is one of Satan's subtle and deceptive weapons today. Do not underestimate the enemy. He formally ministered before the throne of God, before 
he was evicted from heaven. He knows the word. He also knows the power of the written word. Satan knows that the written word is all-powerful and he cannot stand against it. Remember the trick that he used against Eve in the garden? Well, Satan will twist, pervert the word of God and other facts and information. Think about this now. He will twist and pervert the word of God and other facts and information until you cannot see the pure word of God. You've been in situations where you were trying to discern what was right and what was wrong. But the presenter was so twisting the information that it was hard for you to grasp. You've been in those situations before. Well, when you find yourself there, what you need to do is you need to bind the devil in Jesus' name. You need to bind the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. And you need to release the truth. Jesus said we would know the truth and the truth would make us free. You need to release the truth right out of your mouth. Open your mouth and say, Father, thy word is true. Release the power in the written word out of your mouth. Have you ever been someplace talking to someone and they have in their life this contrary spirit? I'm going to call it contrary. Actually, we call it something else when we pray. And you said the cat crossed the street and the pear is still green. That's what you said. You said the cat crossed the street and the pear is still green. Well, when they finished telling you what you said, what they said is there was a dog chasing the cat. Cat had a green pear in its mouth. That's a twisting Leviathan spirit at work. You spoke one thing, and by the time it came out of their mouth, it was completely different. That's what that is. So when Satan was in the garden pulling his tricks, his wiles, and his strategies, on Eve, and that's exactly what he did. He was pulling one of his strategies, his wiles, his tricks on her. Satan will twist and pervert whatever information, whatever truth there is, until you cannot see the pure word of God or discern what is actually going on. He said to Eve in Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. 
Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, here it comes, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, God told them quite frankly, we're going to look at that in just a moment, what the truth was. This is the bottom line right here, Adam and Eve. This is it. And Satan comes back to cast a spurgeon, to cast doubt, to stir up unbelief in what God told them. He does that to us as well. Amen? So let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. And we're starting with verse 15. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Satan said to Eve, a manipulative phrase. We just read about that. So this is his strategy. His strategy is to trick you through twisting the truth to form a lie. All right, you should be to Genesis chapter 2 now, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. He, was, he had a job, okay? And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But, verse 17, Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou surely shalt surely die. So God is guaranteeing them death is going to set in. God's guaranteeing Adam that death will set in just as soon as he does what God said not to do. But to Eve, and he says in chapter 3, verse 4, Ye shall not surely die. Satan told a lie. Satan told a lie. And he hasn't stopped telling them. Amen? He has not stopped telling them. He's still doing the same old thing. In John, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44 the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus said, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. 
So you see a murder, Satan's in it. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Amen? Praise the Lord. He is a liar and the father of it. Amen. This is why exaggerating or omitting truth forms a lie. This is why exaggerating, see, the truth doesn't need to be stretched. It's fine just the way it is. Exaggerating or omitting, you know how you leave parts of the story out that belong in the story? You know how. You've done it before. Or omitting truth forms a lie. It is not the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Amen? Satan tried to use this same strategy against Jesus. Satan used the word in an attempt to move Jesus to tempt God. I guess he thought he was playing checkers or something. He's going to use the word to move Jesus to tempt God, and in so doing, sin against him. He began with the if challenge to challenge Jesus' claim that he was the son of God. Amen. He started with the if you're the son of God. Basically, he was saying to Jesus, If you really are God's son, then prove it. You claim to be the son of God? Well, let's see it. Throw yourself down from here and do all of these other things. Matthew chapter 4, verse 6, And saith unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. So he's going to use the word to try to manipulate Jesus to do something that is against the will of God. That's the strategy. That's the trick. Amen? God promised he would not allow you to be hurt or harmed. The angels will take care of you. So go ahead and prove it. But Satan's trickery did not work. Instead, it backfired. Satan had plotted to try to get Jesus to put God to the test. But Jesus fired back with the word of God. He did not hesitate. He did not hesitate. Jesus did not entertain the words which Satan had spoken to him. He didn't give Satan's word any place at all. Jesus opened his mouth and spoke the word. 
he opened his mouth and spoke the word from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God. Saints, just as Satan twisted and used the written word against Jesus, so will he try to use it against you. He will try to distort the word of God until you are confused and don't know what to think or what to believe. But our God is not the author of confusion. He will try to get you to doubt, Satan that is, he will try to get you to doubt whether or not God means what he has said. When you bind a demon, he'll get you to think that it doesn't work for you. Now, saints, as much as you are exposed to binding the devil, there is no way you should let the devil get away with this. I'll give you that again. He will try to get you to doubt whether or not God means what he has said. Well, in Matthew 18, 18, he said it quite frankly. We all know that scripture. So he'll come and tell you when you bind a demon, well, he'll get you to think that it doesn't work for you. Another trick he pulls is when the demon has been cast out of you, and then later on you get the manifestation again, well, the devil didn't leave. Oh, yes, he did. He has to obey the word of God. When he is cast out, he's got to go. No if, no ands, no but. What happens is there's some more hanging around that act just like him. And they come and take up the part that he left off. We call them reinforcing devils. Because you see, when we cast the devil out of you, I don't know what other people do, but when we do, we bind him. We send him somewhere, most often to the feet of Jesus to be judged, so he can't come flying back to you. No, that's another demon trying to take up his place. So we pray for your healing, and the next day you feel the pain again. Oh, the devil didn't leave. Oh, yes, he did. That's another nutty devil coming to try to steal your healing from you. The thief has come to try to steal your healing. And if you go along with what you think you feel, he'll steal your healing from you. Saints, you've got to get smarter than that. You've got to actually operate the word of God and not your feelings. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you say, but I, I I thought, well, the word of God is not I thought. You've got to learn how to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Amen? Or when you bind a demon, he'll tell you that the demons don't listen to you. We're not budging. Well, saints, 
The word says in Psalm 119, verse 11, Psalm 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. So in other words, if the word of God isn't hidden in our hearts, we're going to end up sinning against God. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, what does that mean? It means you don't know what to do. You don't know what to make of the situation, and you don't know what to do. What is, so what are you supposed to do about it? He tells you in the next phrase, let him ask of God. If you don't know what to do and you don't know what to make of the situation, then ask God. That giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So if you ask God, he's going to answer you. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and talk. We've talked about that. That vacillating, going back and forth, one minute you believe, the next minute you don't. We've talked about that. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. God doesn't appreciate that. That doesn't work with him. You need to be in faith to please him. Without faith, you cannot please him. And if you want to waver back and forth and go from doubt to unbelief to fear and then maybe a little faith and doubt to fear and unbelief again, don't expect God to answer that. Amen? It's the way it works. Jesus spoke the word in faith believing, not in doubt and unbelief. So, saints, we must bind our own demons. And faith believing, Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Verily I say unto you, Jesus speaking, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, either that's the truth or it's a lie. You have to decide for yourself. Either the word is truth or you are lying. The Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 17. The Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Jesus prayed this. Thy word is truth. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Don't lie against your neighbor. Yes, saints, thou shalt not bear false witness against Jesus Christ. 
He is the word of God. Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19, beginning with verse 12. Revelation chapter 19, beginning with verse 12. In this picture, we see Jesus. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. So, saints, to refuse to believe on the Word of God is to call Jesus a liar and his Father's testimony concerning him a lie. So you would be bearing false witness against the Father and the Son. When you need healing, Satan will try to cause you to doubt the word of God. Does God's word really say that by his stripes you were healed? That doesn't really mean that he will heal your body. You don't have enough faith. Saints, learn to stop listening to the devil and his demons. Learn to stop listening to the devil and his demons. Get your hearing checked in the word of God. When Satan tries this strategy on you, you must be so full of the written word that you will be able to stand against this strategy by responding immediately. How? By speaking out the word. By speaking out the word. By opening your mouth. And what's written on the pages of your Bible comes out of your mouth in faith. Psalm 119, verse 42. Psalm 119, verse 42. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me. For I trust in thy word. In other words, the psalmist is saying, I'm going to have an answer for the one that's coming to insult me and attack me. I'm trusting in your word, and your word will rise out of my heart, through my mouth, and the power of God will be released. Amen? Amen. The point that you should clearly see is that unless you have the written word in you, you are going to be shaken. You are going to be shaken. You will not be able to stand during the final shaking that God has promised to send upon the earth. 
Yes, God has promised. If you think life is strange now, you just wait. There's more to come. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 26. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 26. Whose voice then shook the earth? There was a voice, and it shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I will not I will shake not the earth only, but also heaven. So God's saying he's his voice shook the earth, but now he will once more shake not the earth only, not only the earth, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken, things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that there will be many who will deceive many others. Dangerous ministers, in sheep's clothing, are taking words out of context and are stretching and pulling them to fit their own philosophy. One minister will tell you that the word of God says one thing, and another minister will take that same scripture and tell you that it means something completely different. Beware of all kinds of teaching which float on one or two scriptures. There's plenty of that going around. It's all over YouTube, all over Christian TV, all over Christian radio, all over the world. Remember that the word of God is infallible. It is incapable of deceiving or misleading. So when you send me a video of some preacher who denies the King James Version of the Bible, you just made a great thing happen. Because I'm going to pray for you, sure, in the things of God, and to actually learn the truth of the Word of God For your own self Pastor Pat always said That we must be very careful Which pew we sit in It can make the difference Between death and life Take heed to yourselves, saints That your heart be not deceived Luke chapter 8 Beginning with verse 17, Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 17. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. It's going to come to the surface. Neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. 
Take heed, therefore, how ye hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. And whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. So, saints, the Lord is calling us to put ourselves in the Holy Scriptures. Yes, there are many, many books written by very good Christians, and those are important too. But paramount, most important, is the Holy Scriptures themselves. The Word of God must be so much a part of our lives that even if we were asleep and suddenly awakened, we could release the power of the Word of God out of our mouths through saying the Scriptures in faith. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So some of you need to recast this so that you really get what God is saying to you. Amen? You need to recast this so that you really get what God is saying to you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for the word tonight. It was quite quite rich, and you said a lot. So we're going to have to go back and play it again and listen and believe and apply it to our lives so that we can receive all that you have for us. Amen? All that you have for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we can receive all that you have for us. Because the time is coming and is already here. Well, we have to apply this word to our daily lives. Amen. We must apply this word to our daily lives. So... Amen. We're going to have to apply this word to our daily lives. We're going to our guest call-in, and I'm not going to be able to take a lot of calls tonight, but I am going to take this one. Amen. Area code 8188. You're on the air in Jesus' name. Oh, hi. Area oh, thank you for taking my call. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can. Okay, I want to thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm calling for several things. I mean, I've currently been sick. I posted about that in the prayer room. But I also, you know, with the big thing in my abdomen, you know, the growth thing, you know, I went for, um, I kept putting off, you know, the surgery and stuff. And I guess I just wanted to be healed. I guess I was afraid and everything. But God has been dealing with my fear. And, um, and, um, so I'm trying to go through the process, even though I don't, 
I would prefer to just be healed. If I have to get surgery, then I have to get surgery. But, um, you know, but it's just a, a daunting process because this thing is so big and the ultrasound, it was too much for ultrasound. And it's just, um, you know, fear tries to get in me again. And I'm just, I'm like, asking God to just really deliver me because I don't know what caused these big things. You know, I, I don't know what it is. And it's just really bad. And I'm trying, I've been really working hard to get, you know, to help. I've lost 55 pounds. I'm, you know, working out in the gym. I'm in a chair still. But I'm practicing, you know, the, he also needs prayer. He wants more deliverance. But he's helping me with walking. So I'm, like, able, I'm starting to walk a little bit. Again, like, God is really um, progressing me in that sense. And, um, but it's this thing is so overwhelming and it's gotten so big and it's it's so painful that I just really need God to, to work this out. Um, and then, you know, and Lee wants continued, he, um, he needs continued deliverance to, because, you know, God has given us ideas and next steps on his case and his issues. But um, he needs, you know, he's, you know, and he, we're going to church together, you know, we're praying and, and, and reading the Bible and stuff, but he needs continued deliverance. And he doesn't understand, you know, the prayer language and stuff like that yet either. And so he's asking for more deliverance and help. And then um, there's something I just um, believe there's like someone, like an attack of a um, somebody like a witchcraft attack. There's somebody who's having some kind of issues, like I'm having an issue with somebody, and I I know they're connected to another neighbor who I, you know, who's also acting very weird towards me, and um, I believe that they're into witchcraft. I'm not 100% sure, but I just feel like there's something going on, because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got really sick, um, and, you know, right when there was an issue with this, I just think something's going on. I just really want prayer. Okay. First of all, let's deal with your fears. Now, this is what I hear coming from you. Number one, you don't understand how you got this growth. Okay, let me tell you something. You don't necessarily have to understand. Okay? Number two, it's gotten big. Number two, it's gotten really big, and so you're upset because your eyes are on the growth and not on Jesus and his work. True. Your eyes are on the natural and not on the Lord. And when you and when Peter, when you stepped outside of the boat and you put your eyes back on the waves and took them off of Jesus, you started to sink. Is that correct? You know what? That is spot on correct. Yes. I mean, I, well, I mean, I know this thing runs in the family, but this is really bizarre. It's like, it's like I'm, I look like I'm pregnant with twins. There's like two giant cysts in there, and it, I, I, it's literally the size of a basketball in okay. my abdomen. Okay, calm down. And it's really painful. Calm down. Calm okay. down. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Number one, calm down. God has known about this the whole time. So why are you getting excited? He's not getting all upset. True. Amen. I guess because I was just at a medical appointment. Yeah, I don't do good with medical appointments. But that's because yeah. you go in yeah, fear. That's true. Either you're going to acknowledge that your body actually is the personal property of Jesus Christ, or you're going to stay in fear. Right. You didn't give yourself a body, and it doesn't belong to you anyway. 
It's Jesus' body. He owns it. And he will take care of it. And you need to receive that truth. That nobody's body belongs to them. Everybody's body belongs to Jesus Christ. You didn't give yourself a body, and when you leave this planet, you can't make your body come with you. That's true. Amen? Amen. So since it's not your body anyway, since it's not yours, and it is Jesus's, what are you all excited about? That's true. <laughs> when you put it like that, you're, you're right. Okay, so you're right. since I mean, God's been doing his body, yeah. since it's his, and he says he'll heal his body, that by his stripes that he's already taken, you've already been healed. That's what it says in Peter. You need to go look that scripture up. By his stripes you have been healed. Past tense. Calvary's already taken place. And, oh, it comes in the family. Well, that means it's a generational curse. Well, in Galatians 3, Jesus tells you that he became a curse for you. So what are you trying to hold on to a curse for? True. Why are you trying to hold on to a curse that he already took? I don't know how so there's really like, I don't nothing, want to. There's really nothing else for you to do to ask Jesus what he wants you to do and just do what he said. If okay. he tells you to go to the doctor and get an operation, then that means he's in charge of it. Not you, not the doctor, not the anesthesiologist, not the hospital, not anybody, not the nurses, not anybody else. He's in control. If he tells you to wait, then he is in control. If he tells you no, then he is in control. It's his body, he owns it, and he is in control. So my question is, why are you up in the air about something that you don't own? Well, that when you put it like that, that's like I never even considered putting it. Like you're right. I mean, I I don't have an answer for that. You're right. I mean, I I totally see what you're saying. I actually feel better oh, about right. that. Exactly. Okay. So there's no reason for you ha- for you to have fear. So that fear is unfounded. It's just the devil attacking you, and you're letting him get away with it. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, so you can do something about that. Now, this neighbor, their witchcraft attack. You have, I think that you heard the, um, the teaching on return to sender. 
Yes, and I've been praying that. Okay, then that's what you're supposed to do. Every witchcraft attack goes back. You've heard us do it so many times that yes. you should be well informed in what to do. Okay, keep yes. doing what's is... right. Okay. Keep doing right. what's right. Keep doing what you've been taught. Execute the truth of the word of God. Go around saying, no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that is risen against me in judgment, I condemn it right now. This is my birthright as a servant of God, and my righteousness is of him. How hard is I that? Need to, I need to get that? that. Yeah, I need to look that one up and, and actually post that like, and write it down and carry that with me. How easy is that? You can yeah. say that all day long while you're doing your little exercises or whatever else you need to do. You've got all day long to allow those words to come out of your mouth, the written word of God, and release the power of God into the situation. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, we'll all do right. That too. So we're going to come into agreement with you about the things that you need agreement for. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits that have been troubling our sister in Jesus' name. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind those entities that have been attacking her in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness, we send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels. We thank you for releasing your angels to do their work in this situation in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. And we thank you for the outcome. We thank you for our sister finally calming down. We thank you, Lord, for her finally finding out what you want her to do and her actually doing what you tell her to do. In Jesus' holy name, we thank you for the grace. Amen, amen. 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 Now, as far as Lee is concerned, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift him up to you. We ask you to put him in the scriptures that you want him to read so that he can develop faith in you and faith in the word of God. In Jesus' name. We bind every spirit of doubt, fear, and unbelief in him and tradition. Woo! Unbelief and tradition. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We ask you to set him free, Lord, and ground him in the Holy Scriptures, in the King James Version of the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We thank you for coming. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Love you. Love you. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise your name, Jesus. It's a blessing to serve you. Amen. Saints, we have to learn to actually do what the Bible says. Amen. We actually have to do 
what the scriptures say do. Praise God. You know, I know a lot of people uh, grew up just listening to the word, and that's all they did was listen. They listened, and they didn't do very much. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches us to do the word of God, to execute the word of God. That's what the Bible says to do. It doesn't say just listen. It says get up and do something. Get up and do his word. Amen? So that's what we're doing. We are actually doing the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Found what I was looking for. So we're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the Biden administration put health care providers on notice Monday that they must provide stabilizing care to pregnant patients and perform an abortion if the mother's life is at risk, even when the procedure is illegal in the state where they practice. The Department of Health and Human Services issued guidance to hospitals and doctors reminding them of their obligations to stabilize patients in emergency situations. Under the law, no matter where you live, women have the right to emergency care, including abortion care. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becca, Becca Becerra sorry, wrote in a letter to health care providers. He said the administration expects providers to continue offering abortion services under those circumstances and stress that federal law preempts state abortion bans when abortions are needed for emergency care. Protecting both patients and providers is a top priority, particularly in this moment, he wrote. Health care must be between a patient and their doctor, not a politician. Then why are they stepping into it? Because they're political and they are not medical at all. We will continue to leverage all available resources at Health and Human Services to make sure women can access the life-saving care they need. The advisory comes just two weeks after a Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 ruling that had established a constitutional right to abortion. The administration is facing strong pressure from advocates to protect access to reproductive care services in the light of the ruling. On Friday, President Joe Biden announced several steps his administration is taking, including protecting access to medication and making legal representation available to women who choose to travel out of state for the procedure. Biden instructed Becerra, to submit a report in 30 days on protecting access to abortion medication and contraception and ensuring that women have access to emergency medical care. In Monday's guidance, the administration cited the requirements for health care providers under the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act. The law requires medical facilities to determine whether a person seeking treatment may be in labor or whether they face an emergency health situation or one that could develop into an emergency and to provide treatment. 
If a physician believes that a pregnant patient presenting at an emergency, including certain labor and delivery departments, is experiencing an emergency medical condition as defined by the law, that act, and that abortion is the stabilizing treatment necessary to resolve that condition, the physician must provide that treatment, the guidance says. When the state law prohibits abortion and does not include an exception for the life and health of the pregnant woman or draws the exception more narrowly than federal law's emergency medical condition, that state law is preempted, the guidance says. Emergency medical conditions for pregnant patients may include ectopic pregnancy, complications of pregnancy loss, or emergent hypertensive disorders such as preeclampsia with severe features, the guidance says. Well, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we appeal to the righteous judge, and we ask for his adjudications in this matter and in these circumstances not just in the United States, but worldwide. And we thank you, Lord, for your intervention and the execution of your adjudications in the earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a new bill proposed in the Maryland Senate would allow newborn babies to be killed up to 28 days after birth. That's right. They would be allowed to die a whole month after being born. Senate Bill 669 is also known as the Pregnant Person Freedom Act of 2022. But the problems go beyond the use of person in place of accurate references to women having babies. Senator William Smith, a Democrat, sponsored the legislation, which will have a hearing I don't know which March 15th they mean, but I think that's what they mean. The bill also proposes a revision of the fetal murder manslaughter statute that would serve to handcuff the investigation of infant deaths unrelated to abortion, said the American Center for Law and Justice, Attorney Olivia Summers. In other words, a baby born alive and well could be abandoned and left to starve or freeze to death, she added and nothing could be done to punish those who participated in that cruel death. This is because the legislation prohibits investigations and criminal prosecutions for women and medical professionals for a failure to act in relation to a perinatal death. She said that the language used is unclear, so the law could be interpreted to prevent investigations into the death of infants at least seven days after their birth, and may extend to infants as old as four weeks. The Maryland Code does not define perinatal, Summer said. In 2020, a 2020 law does define perinatal care as a provision of care during pregnancy, labor, delivery, delivery, and postpartum and neonatal periods. A definition on MedicineNet, a website owned by WebMD, finds it as the 20th to 28th week of gestation to one to four weeks after birth. There is absolutely no reason for Maryland Senate Bill 669's attempt to prevent someone who lets their baby die from being investigated, some of 
This bill just further exposes the complete lack of regard abortion advocates have for innocent human life. If they truly want to protect life in women, then legislators could simply extend the length of the safe harbor provision already in place, she added. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the details in the story of the family whose loved ones died in the hospital because of what they call death protocols are strikingly similar. The patients were all scorned because of their unvaccinated status and were given a combination of sedatives and the antiviral drug Remdesivir. They were also kept isolated, malnourished, and ultimately put on a ventilator before dying. After the deaths of their loved ones, the families were left in confusion and with inconceivable stories that many don't believe, stories of chilling administrative cruelty. The former feds group Freedom Foundation has gathered about 200 of these COVID-19 Humanity Betrayal Memory Project to build an online database of testimonies for the purpose of surveying accounts of treatment for the sick, unvaccinated, and prosecuting any cases involving alleged abuse. These are horror stories. Carolyn Blakeman, media director and task force coordinator for the former Feds Freedom Foundation, said, many of these hospital deaths occurred in 2021. After COVID-19 vaccine mandates were announced by President Joe Biden, in some cases, people who didn't want to take the experimental vaccine, if that's what you want to call it, were being fired from their jobs, while unvaccinated patients in hospitals were being treated much differently than their vaccinated counterparts. The phrase, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, was used by public officials to place blame on those who chose not to take vaccines that later proved to not be as safe and effective as touted. Reports from people such as Scott Sahara in Wisconsin and Ann in Minnesota began to reveal patterns of behavior by hospital administrators that suggested medical discrimination and protocols that many, such as these persons, have alleged to the barbaric death of their loved ones. How to to grasp how health officials, physicians, and citizens were falling into lockstep with what appeared to be a global trend. Dr. Robert Malone, a pioneer of mRNA technology, presented the idea that many have fallen into mass formation psychosis. Brad Geyer, a former federal prosecutor for 21 years with the Department of Justice and the FBI, said, we found these testimonial accounts to be so overwhelming unimpeachable and compelling 
that it might be exactly what we need to break the spell. Dr. Peter McCullough, the renowned cardiologist who spoke out against COVID-19 protocol, is the president of the organization, a New Jersey-based nonprofit made, made up of former federal agents, prosecutors, lawyers, medical professionals, researchers, and volunteers whose efforts are geared toward exposing what it has determined are fraudulent COVID-19 practices established by the medical establishment and Marxist ideologies infiltrating U.S. institutions that have directed society into a new normal of unconstitutionality. There are several goals of the project one being to create a historical document on what has taken place for those can't get their voices heard in mainstream media outlets that have been corrupted by the safe and effective feedback loop, Geyer said. Then the organization finds representation for the victims while building a larger collective case for crimes against humanity investigation. There's also the goal of putting pressure on elected officials to hold everyone involved accountable, he said. What is the purpose of sedating patients with 15 different drugs, including fentanyl, and withholding food and water while keeping them isolated from their families, he said. We need massive investigations. In each story, Blakeman said family members have told her that doctors presented the same case for a ventilator. If I've heard that once, I've heard it 200 times in the exact words. We're just going to put you on the vent for a couple of days to give your lungs a rest, she said. It's like they all got the same memo on what to tell their patients. It's insane. There's also the COVID cocktail that's set before every patient, Blakeman said, which she called a kidney-failing concoction of remdesivir, vancomycin, and dexamethasone. Lord, you got to do something. You just got to. Each report also includes uh, vitriolic from doctors for the unvaccinated patients. They scare these people to death through emotional and psychological abuse, Blakeman said. We had a victim whose husband literally had to break her out with cops chasing them down the hallway to get to their getaway car. They are treated worse than prisoners. The value of the interviews as historical documents will help future generations to remember and not repeat these atrocities. Imagine if we could have interviewed all of those in the concentration camps, he said, That's what we are doing here in trying to build a machine that unearths the full truth of what occurred while it can deprogram enough people to get engaged in our effort to ensure our government continues to honor and respect the full measure of rights associated with citizenship and protect our constitutional rights. Another goal is to set up a Humanity Restoration Board of Physicians who have been uncorrupted. Well, bless the Lord. Such who want to come forward to make full disclosures 
of what they've done in exchange for leniency and amnesty. If we could create a quasi-governmental entity of physicians and scientists to administer a whistleblower program that would initially be a trickle, it could eventually become a stream and then hopefully a river of testimonies from physicians and nurses who want to get off their consciences what they've done. Among the people the agency has interviewed are Katrin Crum, Alethea Chavez, Ashley Wines, each of whom spoke out about their experiences. It has been eight months since my husband was killed, and I say killed because that's exactly what happened, Crum said. He did not die of COVID. He died from the federal COVID protocols that were dictated to every hospital in the country. Crum started the private Facebook group C-19 Widows and Widowers that, that Want Justice, where she met Chavez and Wine. The group now has 600 members. All of our stories are eerily the same, and there's a reason for that, Crum said. So, Father, we thank you for the intervention of the righteous judge concerning these families and their situation and the wickedness that occurs and that they intend to repeat around the world in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the Aspen Institute. The Aspen Institute is holding an invitation-only event, the Aspen ESG Summit, at a time when rising energy prices, novel climate mandates, and growing global instability have made environmental, social, and corporate governance a subject of controversy. Speakers on the three-day summit's agenda include Securities and Exchange Commissioner Allison Heron-Lee, who recently voted for sweeping new climate disclosure requirements for public companies. Headquartered in the upscale mountain resort town of Aspen, Colorado, the Aspen Institute aims to turn ideas into action and impact for individuals and society, according to its mission statement. In 2020 alone, the Aspen Institute received funding, listen up now, from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, BlackRock, the Crown Family, the Ford Foundation, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, and the Bloomberg Family Foundation, among other billionaires and billionaire-founded nonprofits. Now, does that explain something? It also received at least a million or more dollars from the U.S. State Department and Walmart, respectively. The Aspen Institute describes itself as values-based but nonpartisan. It doesn't fund political candidates or parties. We do not engage in electoral politics or any activity that would require registration under the Lobbying Disclosure Act of 1995. 
So we found a way around it, you know. And do not engage staff or contractors as lobbyists as defined by the Act. Sources have characterized the organization as left-leaning. In 2019, The Economist described it as the mountain retreat for the liberal elite. Data from Open Secrets show that individuals employed by or closely connected with the Aspen Institute have donated overwhelmingly to Democrats in recent election cycles. During the 2022 cycle, for example, 98.26% of the money that those individuals donated to federal candidates went to Democrats. During the 2018 cycle, all of their money went to Democrats. Fox News' Tucker Carlson derided the Institute. In an April monologue, Carlson alluded to its influence when criticizing former President Barack Obama's Stanford University speech on disinformation. So me and my friends at the Aspen Institute need to be in complete control of every word uttered. It's not democracy, he expressed. ESG was recently slammed by Elon Musk, who described it as a scam after the S&P Global Index removed his pioneering electric car company, Tesla, from its ESG index. In addition, the treasurers of many energy-producing states in the United States believe that they have been unfairly penalized by new ESG ratings. Representatives of the United States' largest banks and other companies are also slated to speak at the Aspen Institute summit. Summit, which runs July 17th through the 14th. Those speakers include individuals affiliated with Citibank, Microsoft, Starbucks, Putnam Investments, Prudential, General Electric, and Danone. One dialogue stream at the event is titled, How Should ESG Leaders Support Democracy? Threats to democracy have upended business as usual, as usual domestically and abroad. Why should ESG leaders care? Are ESG leaders playing a role in operationalization, the pro-democracy commitments their firms have made, or how might they still doing their day job, the agenda states? In a 2021 set of predictions for business and society in 2022, the Aspen Institute, Judy Samuelson, praised employees who, in the wake of January 6th, were the ones to connect their company's political action committee to support elected officials engaged in anti-democratic behavior. As we move toward midterms, Concern for our democracy will only grow, and businesses, particularly those that have that are active in the pay-to-play system that dominates our political system, will again be under the microscope of employees, she wrote at the time. Now, for those who want to know what ESG is, 
environmental, social, and corporate governance is an approach to evaluating the extent to which a corporation works on behalf of social goals that go beyond the role of a corporation to maximize profits on behalf of the corporation's shareholders. They come up with this rating index, and they decide what the what the um, what the um, rating is going to be, and they attach it to certain businesses. Well, that affects how organizations, companies, businesses, and corporations worldwide respond and treat these corporations. Amen. They're manipulatives, basically. That's pretty much the way it works. Worldwide, it doesn't matter who you are. Amen? Amen. So, we want to thank the Lord for helping us and helping me get through all that reading. Brother Marshall, we are ready to pray. Amen. Go ahead and push the button, Brother Marshall. Because we can't hear you yet. I forgot to push the button. <laughs> we Thank noticed. You, <laughs> oh my. Lord, I thank you. <clears throat> you put us all here for such a time as this. And you're faithful, Lord. You have amazing love for the human beings you created in your own image, in the image of God, made him man. And you said, Lord, he that sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. And you said, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And you are alive, and your word is alive. Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you, Father, for being in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world unto yourself. Thank you for giving Jesus that glory that he had with you from before the foundation of the world. Thank you for your glory for defense. Thank you for keeping us by the power of your name. Jesus says, I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given that they may be one as we are, one in agreement with you, King Jesus, and with you, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for your mercy, Lord, because you cannot lie. Your word is forever settled in heaven. And it is written, God will tell you, you said in Hebrews 13, 5, Be content with such things as you have. Thank you for food and raiment, Lord. Having food and raiment, let's be there with content. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. We thank you, Father, that you, you sent your Son, and he came and he poured out his soul, his blood, to redeem us back from the devil. And you said, in your patience, possess you your souls, in Luke 21:19. So we do. And you said, a lamb for a house. And Christ our Passover, our Passover lamb, is a sacrifice for us. Not way back past tense. It's present tense. You're a very present help in time of need. Every time we have communion, you're present. Because we're two or three gathered together in your name, there you are, right in the midst of us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. You were right there in the chapter 1 in Revelation. We thank you that we're right there. And we thank you, Lord. When Father Abraham didn't know what to do, 
he listened to you, and you told him what to do. And he looked behind him, and there was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. Thank you, Jesus. You hung on that tree. You're held by your fabulous and extraordinary love for the Father and for the creation that you spoke into being for the joy set before you. Thank you for keeping us all. Thank you, Father, for giving Jesus all power in heaven and earth as is written in Matthew 28:18. Thank you, Jesus, that you ever lived to make intercession for us, just like it says in Hebrews 7, 24 and 25. And thank you, Father, for hearing those, that intercession, the sprinkling of blood. Thank you that blood of Jesus speaketh better things than that of Abel. says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Deliver us all from every one of these spirits of insanity, Father God, and all the spirits behind these spiritual warfare that's turned into a psychological warfare tactic, Father God, in Jesus' name, including the things associated with the COVID-19 nonsense, Father God, and all these things trying to play games and words from like the Health and Human Services Group, trying to say, oh, well, you know, the, 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 the U.S. government takes preeminence over the state government. Well, no, it actually doesn't. And in the Constitution, it doesn't. First, there's God, and the God who created heaven and earth by his word. Then there's the people, and then there's the government underneath the people. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for the Declaration of Independence. We thank you, Father God, for all your promises that are yes and amen. And we thank you, Father God. If the Health and Human Services Department comes up with a, uh, what what does Sabrina call it? Dr. Sabrina read this. Got a set of it a good day. It was a um, a guidance. Well, a guidance is not a law. Uh, many people can make guidances, but they're not laws. And we're not beholden to keep a guidance come up by some non-unelected bureaucrat. And even though people are supposed to be elected, there's some, some considerable question about whether some of those people were selected or elected. But you know the truth, Father, and everything's coming to light. You're bringing it all to light. We thank the scripture Sabrina already read earlier from from Luke 8:17 tonight. You're bringing it all into the light, Father, in Jesus' name. So we ask you to uncover these things. And we know, Father God, that this is just a lot of political fluff and pluff to try and make people feel better about, oh, we're supporting the, the woman's right to kill her baby. Isn't that a wonderful thing for people who want to do that and serve Satan? But obviously, I heard from a pro-life OBGYN who said, of course, if somebody comes in with, with a a life-threatening uh, problem. She doesn't want to kill babies. But if the mother's going to die, well, then if the mother's going to die, the infant inside is going to die too. Unless it's that late in the, in the terms. But in ectopic pregnancy, it's usually not that late because it was already ruptured the fallopian tube or wherever it, the little um, baby took root where it was not ideally supposed to take root. But we know in every one of these true, except, the true exceptions, Father God, where the mother's life is in jeopardy, there's already, in every single state, they already want to protect the life of the mother, especially if, you know, if she's going to die, who's going to be there to take care of the baby if the baby was old enough to live? And preeclampsia, from my time in nursing school, from my time during my little rotation through that section, many women do have preeclampsia, and it's not really life-threatening. It really isn't, not usually. I mean, it may be some rare exceptions, but Father God, the doctors that are willing to practice real medicine and do no harm, as they took an oath to do no harm, Father God, they'll protect the mother. And we know this is just political fluff to make people pat them on the back and say, oh, you're doing a great job to, to uh, sort of espouse our particular stance, that we want to support Satan's 
Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what he likes to do. And he heard that God demands blood, so he wants blood too. And that's why they do that. That's why they offer sacrifices. The witches offer all kinds of things. Cats and animals killed, chickens or whatever they want to kill. And they kill people. Yes, they do. They offer human blood too. Isn't that a surprise? No, it's not a surprise. We know that the whole abortion industry has been basically not just a little uh, abortion mill to support the abortion providers like Planned Parenthood, but the people they sell the baby parts to. <coughs> so we ask you to bring it all to the light, and we thank you, Father, for doing so. Not only according to the words in the New Testament, Father God, in Matthew 10:26, but also in Daniel chapter 2, where is that, Lord? Verse 47. The king answered unto Daniel and said of a truth, and your word is forever settled in heaven, Father. And there's two, you said, if two of you on earth agree, just anything else, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. So, Father, could bring all these things to light. The king answered unto Daniel and said, of a truth it is, true, God is true, he can't lie, that your God is the God of gods. You're above their little false God, whoever they bow down to worship in their little Masonic lodges or wherever they gather. And Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, things that could reveal this secret. We ask you to bring to light all these things that are being done, all these different issues and different things that Dr. Sabrina has just read through, including the business about trying to give mothers the ability to allow their children to um, just uh, fade away, be disposed of like unwanted tissue. Uh, however, they're created in your image, Lord. And you said, he that sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Over in, uh, what's that, Genesis 9, somewhere around there. Genesis 9, somewhere. So, Father God, and we know we're created in your image, the blood of God, the image of God. Jesus, you are the first, kind of a set up like that, you are the first Adam. Before Adam was created, you spoke him into being. And Adam, it does not just mean man, it means ruddy face or blood in the face. So when the good thief was looking to you, when he was hanging on the cross, what did he see? You had the crown of thorns. You had blood all over your face and everywhere. You were whipped. You were beaten in our place. You looked like hamburger meat hanging on a pole. Oh, Jesus, thank you for hanging on that tree. Thank you for taking our cup of cursing for Christ. hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. But as written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Thank you. You took our cup of cursing, Jesus, that we might receive your cup of blessing, but we have to receive you. He came into his own, and his own received him. Not to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, to them that believe on his name. Like it says in John 1, 12, we have to believe on your name. And we, get to have the, we have the privilege of receiving you, Lord, and looking to you. Father God, you command us to believe in the name of your Son. And you command us to love the human beings, not the demons in them, but the human beings, to love every human being, Father God. And so, Father, we pray for those who despitefully use us. We ask that you grant those that can receive it. And the witches and those behind the scenes, even Sabrina already prayed amazingly tonight. Father God, all the wizards and warlocks in the political realm and every other place, and those behind them and all the puppet handlers, grant them the gifts of repentance, those that can receive it, Father God, in Jesus' name. And all those the lower levels, Father God, many of them can receive the gift of repentance. And those doctors and nurses and the people that went, went along with the, the tyranny and the ungodly control of the medical establishment through this psychological warfare that's been propagated globally, not just in the United States, not just in Canada, not just in Europe, all over the world. 
but particularly all the people of Judeo-Christian heritage. Isn't that interesting? The people that were brought over here from um, Afghanistan and other places, some of them just came up through the open border in the south. Some of them were flown in. How nice. Were they required to get the COVID shot? Uh, No. Were they given what? Ivermectin? Could be. Some of our political leaders in Congress, did they take ivermectin and tell people they should go get the shot? Were they what people would call hypocrites? Did they want to keep a little secret? Did they know maybe the shots weren't ideal? Those things some people want to call vaccines, they weren't vaccines. Even by the head to change the definition of a vaccine. The best vaccine is to have communion because Jesus was made sin in our place. And he took our cup of cursing. And we had to receive his cup of blessing. He made him who knew no sin, Father, to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Like it says in, um, where is that? Second uh, Corinthians 5, 21. And we thank you for that amazing transla- transaction, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father God, to reach forth. Your hand is not too short to save and save those children in harm's way, Father God. Not just the United States, but every nation, Father God. All the children in harm's way. Those children that are slated to die by starvation because um, there's some eugenicists like the Bull Millennium Gates people that don't want to have the earth overpopulated. How thoughtful of them. And what are they going to do? Oh, they came up with all these wonderful new so-called vaccines, which they've been propagating for some years, and especially given to people of childbearing age. And for some reason, they can't have children. Uh, It's just a mistake, of course. Maybe it wasn't. Father God, we ask you to bring all these things to light including all this thing, these things that have been done that, uh, about the so-called Pregnant Persons Freedom Act of 2022. We ask you to bring everything to light, particularly the nonsense that's going on in the Maryland Senate. Father God, send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, just like you promised you would, Father God, in Jesus' name. And all those people pushing this, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we ask you to expose why they did it, the, who put them up to it. If they're beholden to somebody, if they've been blackmailed, bring all these things to light, Father God. Even as you said, you reveal the secrets, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for exposing all these things. Many things have been exposed. It used to take years, then it used to take months, then it's been taking like weeks. Faster and faster and faster, things are being revealed. And we thank you for doing that. We give you praise and honor and glory for what you have done, are doing, and going to do in Jesus' name. For Jesus says in Mark 4.22, For there is nothing hid that shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret that it, shall not, that it should come abroad. Thank you for hastening your word to perform it, Father God. Your word is forever settled in heaven. You are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. We ask for your divine intervention, adjudication. And we know, Father God, that you love every human being because Jesus said God is love in First John chapter 4. And Tukadabu said about here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, that substitute and sacrifice for our sins. And we know everyone is messed up. I messed up. But we thank you, Father God, we can receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness as we repent of our sins and we take the cup of salvation, and we call upon your name, and we do, because that blood is sprinkling. Jesus is interceding for each of us and all the children, Father God. You don't even want one of these little ones to perish, just like you said in Matthew 18, 14. You don't want one of these little ones to perish. We ask you to expose all these things being done. Many people have exposed this, and I thank you for all these different people that are standing up. The former 
Fed's group Freedom Foundation, um, whatever that is, four Fs, kind of about that. These 200 stories about COVID-19, betrayal, kind of about that, so-called death protocols, and that's what it is. Why is it that remdesivir was bought up through Fauci's intervention to be only offered in the United States? It's not offered in Great Britain. It's not offered in France. It's not offered in Mexico or Canada. Only in the United States. Why is that? And who was it uh, that benefited from that uh, financially? And where did he get the funding for it? Did he get the funding from the Communist Chinese Party? Was it somebody who has great interest in keeping human lives, uh, human, human beings alive? Did they know that it had more, to the, more than a 30% chance of causing kidney failure uh, when it was first brought out? Uh-huh. But they give it anyway? Uh-huh. We thank you for all these things being exposed, Father God, and bringing it to light. We give you praise and honor and glory. We don't rejoice that it's coming to light, but we ask for your divine intervention and adjudication in every one of these situations, Father, in Jesus' name. And we know you've given your Son that particular authority and power, Father God, in Jesus' name. Even as it is written, in Isaiah 9, 6, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Savior, his name is Savior. There's no other name under heaven wherever we must be saved, and his name shall be called Wonderful, which also means secret, Pele in Hebrew. His word shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, Shalom. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. We thank you for your divine intervention and adjudication in these situations concerning the so-called death protocols that were put in place by the people connected with Fauci, connected with all the different hospitals, and they were given financial incentives, strong financial incentives. And, Father God, and it isn't just one or two doctors that have pointed this out. Many, many people have pointed this out, Father God, in Jesus' name. And there's questions about what is really in the remdesivir, what's really in the COVID vaccines. Is it uh, something beneficial or is it something not beneficial? And were there certain batches of the so-called vaccine that were um, more challenging for human bodies than others? And do the manufacturers know which ones are more challenging? And were they given to particularly to red states more than blue states? Do they have an agenda? There's a lot of stuff being exposed. We thank you for bringing it all to the light, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for the massive investigation that's going to be bringing it to light, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to break down the walls of all these people, of the so-called mainstream news media who are funded by all the same group of people like this group and Aspen is a lot of the same people a lot of the same people all these people we ask you to bring everything to light Father God we thank you for these people including Catherine Crum who's standing boldly to expose what happened to her husband Father God we thank you for the likes of others that have exposed boldly what happened to their loved ones Father God through the so-called protocols that were pushed on the hospitals that the doctors would be losing their licenses if they didn't follow the protocols. But I took a, a pledge to do no harm. What was that called? The Hippocratic Oath? I mean, it's turned into hypoc- hypocrites, a bunch of oath, uh, uh, an oath of hypocrites if they're not keeping the Hippocratic Oath, 
to do no harm. Well, what's the second leading cause of death? I think it used to be like the fourth leading cause of death many of them like 20 years ago. Now it's like the second leading cause of death is legal drugs, legal medical interventions. It's all legal. Legal to kill adults. How about euthanasia? Legal to kill babies. Legal to kill those that, well, you know, I mean, how are they going to contribute to society? Because we have to support the coffers of, the, of the, all these global elites in there. But through taxes and all this stuff, of course, the, all the currencies are being shaken. That which can be shaken will be shaken. Sabrina read so amazingly from Hebrews, and it's in the Word. Your words forever settled in heaven. Help us to be ready for the shaking, Lord. Help us to be ready. It's not just the medical nonsense. It's not just the financial. It's the challenges for the people to hold their peace. So we speak shalom to all the hearts and hypothalamuses of the believers because Jesus paid a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous price that we might have peace. He is the Prince of Peace. But he hates the devil. And he came to destroy him. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifesting to destroy the works of the devil. It says in 1 John 3, 8. And Jesus says in the beginning of the Gospel of uh, John chapter 17, Father, and verse 4, I have finished the work thou gavest me to do. It is finished. And for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, the word of God who came in the flesh, he himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death in Hebrews 2.14. That's past tense. Satan doesn't have the power of death. Jesus has the, all the keys, and he shares them with us. Corporately in Matthew 18, 18, individually in Matthew 16, 19. So we bind you, Satan, corporately and individually. We bind you. We bind the mind binder. We bind all your ungodly spirits behind mass formation psychosis, behind mass insanity, behind ungodly fear, because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We can do all things through Christ to strengthen us by the power of the spirit. Individually, we can't do anything. As Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. He's divine, we're his branches, and we remain intimately connected, twisted together, just like a little grapevine has those little vinelets that are all twisted together. And can you see the big branch from the little ones? They're all connected. So we're connected to you, Jesus. You said, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him, as we've repented renounced of all of our sins. And we do, including past, kind of a set of that, presumptions and pride and all those things. Satan's very nature of proud wrath. We don't want to go there anymore. No, we walk in peace with God's self and others. We have to forgive ourselves because we can't love our neighbors ourselves if we don't love ourselves. And we love other human beings and we love God, the creator of heaven and earth, not the little God of this world. No, no, not that little God. He's just a little demon. And he was created by Jesus for his purposes. And he knows what he was doing. He didn't make a mistake. Some people wonder, well, why did he make mosquitoes? <laughs> There's a little clue there, something about blood, something about the life of the flesh is in the blood. So, Father, help us all to wake up and expose what's going on. All these people, as Dr. Sabrina read about, to support this group in Aspen, Colorado, in Jesus' name, the ESG Summit, in Jesus' name. All these different groups, Bill and Millennia Gates Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, BlackRock. Ooh, there's some big bucks that while they still exist as bucks before they go, bye-bye, Crown Family, Ford Foundation, Chain Zuckerberg Initiative, Bloomberg, because they had this whole plan. They want to shake things themselves so they could bring in, they do the planned demolition, and they have a quick fix for you. Oh, just, 
just take our VAX, take our central digital currency. Just, just, just let us give you this little chip. Let us put this little stuff in your body, and then you won't need to have a credit card. It's going to be so convenient to sell your soul to the devil because those plaid, the widest, really wide open gate to go through this gate with the Zuckerbergs and all those people, a really wide open gate to go with the Bill and Millennia Gates garbage in Jesus' name. But, Father, you promised us in your word. Speaking of gates, we take the battle to the gate. Jesus is the gate in Jesus' name. Like it says in Isaiah 28, we don't exalt our gate. No, 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 no. Because apart from Jesus, mm-mm. just like Pat Alvey said, nope, she can't do anything. No. Just like that Satanist came to her, I want to see how much power you have. Oh, I don't have any power. But in the name of Jesus, we command you, Satan, to bow your knees <clears throat> and all your little underlings of mind control, eye blocking spirits, ungodly fear, Leviathan, every ungodly spirit, all the marine spirits, Asmos, Osmos, Incubus, Succubus, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, every spirit of Zeus, every spirit of war, every ungodly spirit, we bind you, we bind every one of your underlings in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Continually, instantly, immediately, as we take the battle to the gate in Jesus' name. Like it says in Matthew, not Matthew, excuse me, that's another place, Isaiah 28, 6. For a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment, and for a strength to, to them that turn the battle to the gate. So we turn the battle to the gate. You are the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by you, Lord Jesus. Anybody who tries to go up any other way, they're thieves and robbers. You bind the spirits of the, behind the thief and the robber and all the mind control spirits, all the blackmail, and all the spirits of mammon, lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, every spirit of rebellion, every unclean spirit, antichrist and loving, feet running to mischief, every spirit of covetousness, people that will sell their souls for what? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? All those doctors and nurses that, oh, I did a really bad thing. I took money, but I wasn't protecting the people. They were created in God's image. And some of them are waking up. We thank you for this new group, Father God. This is going to give them a chance to be able to confess their sins one to another. They might be forgiven, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for sending the Holy Ghost to bring conviction. So, Satan, you're bound, and all your underlings are bound from our position. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in the name of the Lord, is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it and are safe in Jesus' name. We command you nothing further to do with all those who are interceded for, will intercede for, in Jesus' name, for the gates of hell will not prevail against the body of Christ the very body of Christ, that we're all members in particular because Jesus purchased us with his own blood. We don't belong to ourselves. We don't belong to fear, doubt, selfishness, idolatry, taking anxious thought for tomorrow. We repent for having entertained any of these things. Father God, in Jesus' name, we ask you to forgive us and deliver us all. You said, call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be delivered. We thank you for continually delivering us. Your arms are not too short to save. So Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Thank them more with us than with them. Every one of your witchcraft spirits sent against each one of us, the mind control spirits from the doctors that people try to control, control and push people into doing things that they wanted to line their pockets. We bind all the political leaders and all those people that were selected instead of elected that are trying to push their agenda, all the spirits behind the so-called Great Reset Agenda. We cancel their assignments from the Klaus Schwab group and all of that and all the witches and all the wizards. All you witchcraft Christians return to at least sevenfold the heads of the spirits to send to the spirits and tend to us continually and immediately render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosoms, their reproach where they have reproached thee, O Lord, continually, instantly, immediately in Jesus' name, including from the spirits of sorcery, 
Go back to sender. Return to sender in Jesus' name. Not received here. That mail is not received in Jesus' name. Return to sender instantly, immediately. If we submit ourselves to God, we resist the devil. He must flee from us in absolute terror. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In Jesus' name, as we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, it is written, Thou shalt decree a thing and shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. In Job 22:28, we speak blindness, and I do. They seek blindness to the eyes of the enemy, muteness to the mouth of the enemy, enemy, and they may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to Dr. Sabrina, Bill Pringle, and yours truly, and all the saints associated with Miracle Planet Church, Miracle Outreach Ministries, and all our family members. We thank you for giving your obedient warning angels charge over each of us, Heavenly Father, because Jesus said, I could presently ask my Father for more than 12 legions of angels in Matthew is that 2653. And we thank you they're more with us than they're with them, like it says in in Second Kings chapter six, beginning verse sixteen, we thank you for more with us than with them. Thank you for warring, linking angels round about us. We thank you for the angel of the Lord that encampeth round about them that fears you, Lord, and delivers them. We thank we don't worship the angels; they're ministering spirits and they minister for the heirs of salvation, just like you said in Hebrews one fourteen. So we thank you for your angels watching over us, Father God, ministering spirits, taking take care of the children, Father, all the children, those in harm's way, those children that the mothers might find it inconvenient especially as the financial thing starts to shake and rattle even more coming up and the, and the food scarcity starts to widen, not just in Sri Lanka, not just in those places they are trying to force it on the people, trying to force the farmers out of business in, the, in Holland, wherever that is, in the Netherlands. We thank you, Father God, for giving the people that are standing up boldness to different farmers and the different nations in Europe. They're waking up. They're waking up. I think they're waking up the political people, politi- waking up the farmers, waking up the particularly the body of Christ, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for helping us all to receive that glorious light of the gospel. And it's a liquid light, the glorious light, the glorious, glorious light of the gospel, Father God, and giving each one a hunger and a thirst for righteousness the way you want. Help us all to hunger and thirst the way you want for what you want. And it is said, Jesus, you are the very source of life. That's where life came from. You're the way, the truth, and the life. It's like it says in Psalm 36, 9, for thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. You're the fountain of L-I-F-E. In thy light shall we see light. We thank you for that light. We thank you for that light. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. As we submit ourselves to you, we hold all thoughts captive, and we do, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to bring down the strongs. We hold every thought captive. It's complete obedience, Lord Jesus Christ, not just for me, but for me and those I can stand in for, and family members I can stand in for, Lord, including the children, grandchildren. We ask you, Father God, to help them to be able to have the ability to reason and think without the control of the electronic media from different sources, whether it's computer games or other things. You bind all those ungodly influences on their hearts and minds and all that media control from the people that would say, oh, whatever that was, the 2,000 mules, that was garbage, or the... Or the uh, January 6th thing, isn't it wonderful? We know there's a battle going on, Lord, and it's a battle for the hearts and minds of the people. So, Father God, we ask you to help us to hold on to the truth. Your word is forever settled in heaven. Yes, heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word will never, ever pass away. And we thank you, Jesus, that you're with us, and you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you for your faithfulness to perform your word. We ask you to hasten your word to perform it. And waking up... Lord, and the Lord, 
Your heart 